What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. We are back at it with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Tanner is out in Denver where he watched uh, Broncos get uh, murdered yesterday by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. But sitting next to me is the smartest Lee I know. Yeah. Um, Eric, Biggie, how you doing tonight? Doing well, J-Man. Doing pre- well. You had a pretty good sports weekend. I did. I Colts think we'll, one. Pro- we'll probably talk about some of that. Yeah, uh, I did not have a good sports weekend, <laughs> which I've kind of uh, come to expect at this point. Yeah. Um, but the... Tan and J-Man show is brought to you by the damn landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. You have some uh, trivia for me tonight? Josh, I have some trivia for you. All right, I'm a little nervous. This is the trivia master right here. I think 90% of the trivia questions Tanner gives me are from his father. <laughs> just the ones you can't get. Just Yeah, just the ones I can't get. All right, well, this is this is very Josh-like. I think you'll know this. No, that's can the you, kiss of death. Can you name me the all-time leader in postseason strikeouts for a pitcher yes postseason strikeout man no <laughs> i'll give it my best uh he, shot he, this person has pitched in your lifetime it's pitched not uh, in my lifetime by man. the way i i almost gave you one about uh the only pitcher to have 30 plus strikeouts in a world series and the guy did it twice could you have gotten that one 30 plus that's strike- before your lifetime World Series. I'm trying to think of guys that pitched in World Series. I would not have gotten that one. There's no shot. Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson. That would have probably been a good guess. He's dominant. Yeah. Before like, that, that was before they lowered the mound, right? He was it, like they lowered insane. it because of him. He had like yeah, a 1.12 ERA back in '68. Yeah. Used to play basketball for Creighton, and they uh, really? Har- Harlem Globetrotters offered him oh, back when that was that. a big deal. Yeah. Man. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies. <laughs> Sticking with baseball, have you watched uh, much uh, postseason action? I've done what you call commercial watching. Mm. When it's commercial or something, I switch you over switch to switch over to baseball. But, uh, I watched uh, quite a bit of the Dodger uh, Brave game uh last night that was a good one too it was a really good game. yeah i think dodgers got up twice or mm. two twice didn't they right 2-0, two um with scherzer starting yeah with I scherzer mean. starting jock peterson jocktober has taken over i think he has five hits this postseason and three of them are homers oh that homer he, uh, hit last night oh, that was a bomb that was a big one what was it 459 feet or something yeah like that? it was a big one the uh former cubs are still uh Still playing pretty well. Chris Bryant has been eliminated, and so yeah. is Anthony Rizzo. But uh, Jocktober, I mean, you look at the Braves, and you look at their makeshift outfield um, that they had to pick up at the trade deadline once uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt. They traded for Adam Duvall, who's been their primary center fielder. They gave up nothing for him. Gave up essentially nothing for Jock Peterson. 
gave up Pablo Sandoval for Eddie Rosario, who had the game winner last night, and he's been kind of their leadoff guy. And they traded for uh, Jorge Soler as well, another former Cub. Oh, yeah. Um, those are four guys that have been incredible contributors since the trade deadline where they were. Since the All-Star break, they were, I think, a half game behind the Cubs in their record, um, which is just ridiculous looking at where the Cubs ended up and where the Braves are now have a two game lead in the uh, NLCS. Um, You still, um, you think the Braves will close that one out? Well, I do now, but uh, weren't they up on the Dodgers 2-0 last year too? I think it was 3-1. Yeah. And the Dodgers won three straight. Yeah. The Dodgers, uh, you know, when you lose with Scherzer, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Those are the games you need to win. You know, Um, Kershaw is not dominant anymore. He's not around. No. And I mean, Trevor Bauer had his issues. Oh, yeah. He's I done. forgot about him. Um, they've been going with an opener. Uh, the yeah. uh, I think in game five of the NLDS in game one, they pitched Corey Knable, who's usually a back into the bullpen type. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, I mean, they used to have so much pitching depth, but I mean, you look at it, Dustin May, who was phenomenal the first month and a half for them in their rotation, arguably their best guy. He got hurt, and I think he might have had Tommy John surgery as well. And then you have Bauer, of course, and then Kershaw getting hurt. Um, yeah. And they still somehow found a way to win 106 games, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it just shows that they are they they are what the Yankees were back in right. the 90s. They just haven't won as much. Absolutely right. Um, but, I mean, it's tough to count them out, even down two games and nothing. Uh, just, yeah, I would have said Dodgers in five before the series. But yeah. now, now, you know, it's uh... – they're just hoping to get it to a game seven and see right. what happens. And I mean, it was huge for the Braves to win those first two because now it's guaranteed to go back to mm. go back to Atlanta where anything can happen. Um, Dodgers are awfully tough at home. Wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers win all three and they need to play at least a game six um, in Atlanta with Atlanta down three games to two. But mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Atlanta. I think teams are or people are sick of the Dodgers. I know I am. Yeah. Um, and then you look in the American League. There's two teams that have won. A World Series within the last five years. Um, two pretty unlikable, one very unlikable team in the uh, Houston Astros, and then you have Boston out there. I think that's 1 1, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't followed that one as much. I don't like watching American League. Red Sox hit baseball. two grand slams in that's the first right. two innings on uh, Saturday, I guess it was. Yeah, first time, I think, ever in a postseason game where two grand slams were hit by the same team. And uh, if I read it right, this is Astros' fifth consecutive championship series. Um, in the ALCS, and if I read it right, the only two uh, franchises that can match that in the live ball era, or, or since '68, I guess, were the A's in the uh, in the '70s and the uh, Braves. Oh, they're the only other two that's made five consecutive appearances. I know what the Cubs got to three, didn't they? Yeah, Cubs got 15, 16, and seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't win a postseason series after that. Dodgers, I I was thinking today, Dodgers have been to quite a few in a row, but remember they lost to uh, the Nationals in five right. in um, the NLDS right. back in 2019. Um, yeah, Astros, they have the best offense in baseball, great pitching staff. Um, they didn't need to cheat, which is the frustrating thing because they win 95 games without it. But, I mean, you look last year, they went to the ALCS, and they were terrible. They were two games under 500. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why they got in there is because – of the expanded postseason, um, and they still probably should have beat the Houston Astro or the uh, Tampa Bay Rays to go to the World Series last year under five hundred. Right? Um, they're annoying. I mean, <laughs> they are. That's that's all I can say about them. Yeah. I mean, they've they've kind of em- embraced the villain mentality. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, duh, who you have in that series? Well, I'm going to go with the Red Sox, but um, I think some of America's particularly some of the baseball people would like to see a Dodgers Astros just to see what That'd kind of uh, uh, retribution might be made mm-hmm. by the Dodgers. Cause th- that's the one team uh, fan base and stuff that has really got on Houston yep. when they played early. Cause they, they cost them a world series. Absolutely. Supposedly, so and, I mean, you Darvish was kind of at the brunt of that yeah. too. He was the guy that, uh, <laughs> that got absolutely shelled by Houston and he thought his career was over with. And luckily he kind of revived himself in Chicago. Right. But uh, I've Freddie Freeman talks about the Houston Astros, how upset he was because one of his good friends, Chris Medlin had a couple Tommy John surgeries. Um, he missed like three straight years of baseball. And he finally worked his way back with the 
Kansas City Royals, I want to say, and his one start back in the major leagues after like three or four years off was against the Astros, and he gave up 11 runs and mm. two two innings, and he never pitched again. Um, that's the kind of stuff that really yeah. pisses people off, essentially. Yeah. Um, and especially a guy like Freddie Freeman, who uh, he's one of the good guys. And Max Scherzer said, hands down, the best hitter he's ever faced, although he's really, really struggled so far. He had a string of seven straight at-bats where he struck out to wow. start the uh, NLCS. He had only, I think his career long streak was five straight at-bats, and that happened 2012, I want to say. So he's, uh, I don't know, I mean, he hit that huge homer against Josh Hader to win the NLDS, and he hasn't done a whole lot since. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we have a real good shot to get two game sevens, which those are the best things in sports. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's all I really have for baseball. The offseason's coming. And, Cub, uh, Cubs got a new GM, right? Cubs did get a new GM. Carter Hawkins from yeah. Cleveland Indians. He was assistant GM. Um, the Indians are one of the best organizations in baseball at developing pitching, especially starting pitching. I mean, you look at some of these guys. Shane Bieber was like a fourth-round pick out of, I want to say, UC Davis or something like that. One one of the California schools, uh, he was not highly thought of, and then he turned into an ace. But they have a few other guys that um, weren't really heralded at all, and now they're aces for him, including Zach Plesak from Ball State. He was a 13th-round pick, and now he's a really good member of a uh, Major League Baseball rotation. Uh, but hopefully uh, Cubs will be able to develop pitching. That's been a problem for – really ever since I've been watching them, but uh, that was kind of the one bugaboo with Theo's um, front office and his player development was uh, just haven't been able to do get homegrown pitching in there that can uh, win games, and that's the one thing they need, and it seems like it's getting better already, uh, but hopefully this Carter Hawkins can bring a new voice um, to a front office that has had the same people in there for a long time, and it's not really working anymore. Right. Um, but um, moving on to college football, you had a big week. Yeah, my uh, and Tanner's our Boilermakers yeah. finally came up with a big win. You, you have I had, to, a, I had a feeling before the game that it was going to happen. I wasn't uh, that the point spread was eleven and a half, and mm. I was pretty comfortable they could cover that, yeah. and not because Purdue's that great. I just this Iowa team is won exclusively on turnovers, right? And their offense is probably one of the three or four worst in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, it worried me the very first play of the game, they threw a five yard crossing pattern. The guy took it for 40 yards. I thought, Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, uh, then, you know, three plays later, their quarterback, throws a pick and, uh, Purdue actually dominated that game. Absolutely. They, they even had a play where, um, one of the interesting rules in sports, the guy dove for the end zone, mm -hmm. the ball came out and I knew it did the signal touchdown. And I yeah. knew, I just hope it didn't hit the pylon that did. So Iowa got the ball to 20, and I thought, being a Purdue fan, if anybody here is listening is a Purdue <laughs> fan, they know what I'm talking about. Here it goes. So, uh, you know, the next two plays, so the Iowa quarterback got sacked. They had to punt, and Purdue came down and scored anyway. So, yeah, they won a fairly convincing 24-7 to yeah. game. For whatever reason, Jeff Brom has beaten Kirk Ferentz four out of five times. And David Bell has put up just – ridiculous numbers against Iowa over 500 yards receiving in three games, right? 37 catches for about 580 and five touchdowns mm. in three games. Um, before the season, Kirk Ferentz said he's one of the best receivers he's ever coached against and why they tried to cover him man on man. I will have yeah. no idea. I mean, Purdue's other receivers are fine, but there's not a, uh, it's not like Rondell Moore's on the other right. side. So, but, um, it's also probably the best, uh, quarterback performance um i've seen from a purdue quarterback on the road and and maybe my lifetime and and i was thinking today since i became a student there you know 37 years ago or whatever they've had six nfl quarterbacks and this little walk-on chubby kid from <laughs> somewhere in illinois he uh he put on a show but like i said iowa number two isn't like ohio state right um, i was probably going to finish somewhere in that they're still going to finish fairly high because they play the West from here on mm -hmm. in. In the and the uh, West division of the Big Ten is just historically bad. It's so it's insanely it's bad this year. It's embarrassing. Uh, you know, I got to admit, you know, Indiana's in the East and they've played just a ridiculous schedule, and they've got Ohio State this yeah. week, <laughs> <laughs> and they still got to play Michigan. But uh, 
you know, if Indiana's in the West, they'd be right there with mm-hmm. Purdue, Minnesota, just, you know, fairly average football teams that are fighting to win that West because, um, you know, you, the West kind of relies on Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Yep. And Nebraska might be the most talented team in the West, but they can't win. No, they're three and five. And Wisconsin is it's a down year. So we don't see too many down Wisconsin years either. You don't got to take advantage of it when you can. Oh my gosh. They they had a tussle with Army yeah. on a Saturday night. One by six. Yeah. Army kept it and you know they were hitting uh onside kick there with about forty five seconds mm-hmm. to go to see what happens. So but yeah, that was a a great day for uh um, a Purdue fan base that desperately needed it, uh, sure. losing to Minnesota two weeks prior. Even though Minnesota's not a bad team, but Purdue had outgained them by 200 yards mm-hmm. and had 16 more first downs and just somehow found a way to lose. Especially at home. At home, and, on homecoming. Yeah, and, and you're thinking after that, there's no way yeah. they're getting to six wins. Right. Um, and now all of a sudden they find themselves ranked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it is crazy. First and, time since 2007. Yeah, and you know, there are four wins. Um Connecticut might be the worst team in college football. Barely beat Yale this week. Uh, <laughs> Illinois, um, it, both teams had tons of guys out. It was 13 to 9 and just a. It was the worst game I ever watched. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> and Oregon State's a decent team, mm-hmm. I guess. But that, that's all they've got. And they, they did play Notre Dame pretty tough. But I really don't even know what Notre Dame is either. No. I don't know if they're a top. Well, I think they're 13th, but. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I was thinking that's the like real Iowa we finally saw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they weren't. It was going to catch up to them eventually. They weren't going to force five turnovers in a single game. And Petrus is awful. He's such a bad quarterback. Yeah, what he ended up with? What four interceptions? Yeah, two. The last two probably didn't matter. Sure. But, uh, you know, the last minute or half the game. But yeah, he he's not. He doesn't impress no. me. But tell me another big. T- who who's the all after the Ohio State kid? Who's going to be second team All Big Ten? Probably Michigan State's guy. Um, I I watched him play IU. He was he was bad. He was bad. I'm Tanner Morgan. Maybe, maybe. Tanner Morgan. Um, I haven't. I mean, I watched Adrian Martinez once this year for like he's a half. Been, he's and been I don't, bad. No offense, Illinois quarterbacks. Brandon bad. Peters is the worst quarterback in college football. <laughs> in my Wisconsin's kid isn't that. He's good. awful. Mertz yeah. is terrible. Northwestern. That Helinski has now been starting for him. Yeah. He's he's better than Hunter Johnson. Yeah, but um, so so's. Uh, about everybody else, in <laughs> yeah. Penn State's quarterback's okay. He he might end up yeah. being the second. He might guy. be the second guy. Um, I, I think I was good, like, but they're not number two. No, they're like a number twenty. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Fifteen to twenty-five range. Um, that's still an unbelievable road win, though. No, it, it's um, it, it's been forever. The Rob Henry uh, team beat uh, number twenty-five minute yeah. uh, Northwestern on the road like mm. twelve years I rem- ago. <laughs> I remember that and. Uh, you know, Purdue has a reputation for beating uh, number one or two teams unranked, uh, but most of that was done against Notre Dame in the early 50s and 60s. It'd always be the second game of the year, and Notre Dame's always ranked in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So would Purdue would beat them? You know, it'd be a notch under their – but that's also a bad thing because that means Purdue's never ranked. That's why, <laughs> yeah. That's why there's yeah. not a gun. I saw Illinois was on that list too. Really? Yeah, in Minnesota. So some of these Big Ten teams that are also rans are the ones that – have a chance to – didn't Illinois beat a number two Wisconsin team about three, four years ago on a field goal at the last play of the game? It seems three to four years ago. Well, that was only two years ago. Yeah, so they've done it too, yeah. Um, I were, was Wisconsin number two? I think there were five. Okay, they were very but highly still, ranked there, um, yeah. And that was a, such a major fluke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just hoping this uh, one isn't. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean – Purdue has Wisconsin this week. Haven't beat them since when? Two thousand three, right? Which it's funny because they're they're somehow ranked. They're at home and they're still Wisconsin's uh, worst team they probably had in ten years, mm-hmm. and uh, Wisconsin's five point favorite. Are they five? Yeah. I saw earlier today they were three. Um, yeah. so, this Wisconsin team's terrible. I think Purdue's so much better than they are. We'll see. Purdue's defense um, is, is giving up eighty four points in six games. So you say, yeah, that's fourteen a game. But you got to discount Connecticut. So sure. really, they've given up eighty four in five games. Play, playing Connecticut's like playing a <laughs> Indiana State type or a FCS sort of school. Although Indiana State, Almost. remember a few years ago, took uh, Purdue to the <laughs> if Ricardo <laughs> Allen didn't pick one off, it'd been zero and twelve that year, and that Indiana State team was one and eleven in division oh, whatever division So that's the Daryl Hazel years. Uh, yeah. Gotta love those years. So it's years like that that make a win like this absolutely feel a lot better. 
Absolutely. You want to go through and pick uh, Big Ten games with confidence points? All right. I've got some written down here. Starting with Illinois traveling to Penn State. Well, uh, Penn State's 23 and a half point favorites. I actually have Penn State for five. I actually have Penn State for five as well. Yeah. That spread seems a little low, to be honest. (laughs) Penn State's ranked seventh. Yeah. Um, I don't think Illinois is going to get a top 10. uh, Coming off a loss. Which they would yeah. have beaten Iowa if their quarterback yeah, had got hurt. I is Clifford okay? I haven't heard a word I don't even about him. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't know what to happened to him either. Uh, Northwestern travels to Ann Arbor to face Michigan. I have Michigan for four. I have Michigan for three. Um, Northwestern won't be able to score against them. Right. Wisconsin at number twenty-five. Purdue. I think Ross Eight will be rocking this. Saturday. I, I do too. It is a sellout, and it's their only sellout of the year. I, I've got Purdue for one, but that might be. Uh, you know, sometimes you go with your heart over your head, but uh, I also have Purdue for one. Um, yeah. I think they're they're quite a bit better than Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, I mean Purdue. I think the shocking thing about Purdue, of course, their schedule has helped them not give up a bunch of points, right? But their defense is so improved compared to the past few years. It is that I I just don't see Wisconsin being able to score enough. I mean, Wisconsin with Jim Leonard calling their defense, he's a yeah, one of the hottest defensive coordinator, head coach sort of candidates in the country. Um, they have, I think it'll be a really low scoring, something like twenty-one seventeen. But I think Purdue ultimately pulls it off. Yeah, it's uh, if Wisconsin gets a lead and can just uh, take their big offensive line and run yeah. it down their throats, then there's going to be some trouble. I mean, it's it's going to be a game of ball control, mm-hmm. definitely. If Wisconsin has the ball a bunch, um, Purdue's defense might get worn down. Absolutely, but, uh, I think Purdue will be able to move the ball against them. Maryland at Minnesota. I have Minnesota for two. I also have Minnesota for two. Minnesota's five-point favorites. Um, Maryland looked great early in the year, and then Iowa kind of crushed their spirit a little bit when they forced seven turnovers. Um, I think it'll be a really good game. This seems like the type of game Minnesota would lose at home, and it wouldn't surprise me if it happens, but uh, I think Minnesota wins. I agree. I can see that, too. Minnesota you know, probably still has the worst loss in the Big Ten this year when they lost to Bowling Green. Yeah. (laughs) That's a terrible loss. You're uh, you're favored by 30 and a half. And that probably played into why they ended up going into Ross Aid and beating them, too. Yeah. Although Bowling Green's 3 0 against Purdue historically. So I I feel their pain. Is is that where Urban was? Was he at Bowling Green? He was. Well, the best Purdue team in my lifetime, uh, Bowling Green, beat him. That's right. Was was that the Kyle Orton and they had nine uh, guys that ended up playing the NFL on defense. None of them were stars by any means, but they all made teams. I mean, you, you have that many guys on your defense and yeah. playing in the NFL. And, and you can't beat Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State at Indiana, only five games this week. Yeah, I had Ohio State for three, but you obviously have them for four. I have them for four. Ohio State's 19.5-point favorites. Mm-hmm. I think they're starting to hit their stride, too, and I think they're pretty clearly the best team in the conference oh, at this yeah. point. Um, they can score yes. uh, 45 on you in a heartbeat. Uh, it's, it's just – Another Ohio State quarterback that's going to be a superstar, and C.J. Stroud. We're going to have to watch him for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, um, and Indiana cannot score. Can't score. And I'm assuming Penix is out yeah. this week as well. And he, he had been playing very poorly this year. But, um, you know, Jack Tuttle the other day, because Michigan State to me is one of the confounding teams in the country. Yeah. They're 7-0, and but they, much like Iowa, do not feel like a top 15 team. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, going through here, some top 25 games. We have an interesting one here. 6-0 and Oklahoma State, fresh off a win against Texas. Travel to Ames to face Iowa State. Oh, boy. You talk about a team that's kind of disappeared as the year went on. Although, what, are they 4-2 now? They're 4-2 they're now, yeah. and Iowa State's seven-point favorites against number oh, eight. Um, really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma State and I guess the upset, but uh, – yeah, that's a shocking upset because Oklahoma State is probably the second best team in the yeah. Big Twelve. Well, I mean, Oklahoma probably would like Oklahoma State to keep winning, even though it's an arch rival, yeah. just to have a big win at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But you know, if Oklahoma runs the table, they're getting in because they're Absolutely. they're Oklahoma. Yeah, and I mean, they switched quarterbacks to mm-hmm. that. Uh, I don't remember his name. Is it Connor Williams? Yeah, it's some. Yeah, Spencer Rattler is replaced by I yeah. think it's Connor Williams. Um, and he he looked great against TCU on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm taking Iowa State though. I think they get it done at home. They need a big win like this. They came into the year, I think, ranked seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost to Iowa because they turned it over five times. Um, they lost to Baylor as well. 
Well, you remember Iowa started the year off by beating uh, IU, who had ranked seventeenth, mm-hmm. and then beating Iowa State, who was ranked seventh. And right away, you thought, "Oh my God, Iowa's got two of the best wins you could possibly yeah. have." Well, neither team has done a lot. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, number ten, Oregon traveling to the Rose Bowl to face UCLA. UCLA's two and a half point favorites. UCLA's unranked. I'm going with uh, UCLA, the old Chip Kelly Bowl. Mm. That is the old Chip Kelly Bowl. Um, yeah. Oregon lost to Stanford a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take Oregon in the upset. A couple top ten teams going on the road to unranked teams or underdogs this week. Mm-hmm. LSU with uh, Ed Orgeron announcing his resignment. Um, or I, I don't. Did they fire him, or did he just resign? They were going to fire him, so okay. he resigned. Uh, they had a big win over the weekend, though, against Florida. They did. Um, traveled to Oxford, Mississippi, to face Ole Miss. I'm going to take old Lane Kiffin. He's he's been winning at the buzzer yep. here the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, he's, he's had golf balls thrown at him and all kinds of stuff. Those Tennessee Hilljacks, they oh, they don't mess they around. Ain't happy. No. They ain't happy. Um, I think Lane Kiffin is finally hitting his stride as a college football coach. <laughs> Um, at USC hired him way too young. Um, the Raiders hired him way too young. Um, now I think he's he's doing a pretty good job there in Ole Miss. You, th- you think he's got his eye on that LSU job? Oh, you know, he might. Like- yeah, he might. He might just <laughs> hop over to the other sideline on Saturday. Yeah. Unranked Clemson traveling to number twenty three Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know uh, I keep thinking, oh, Clemson will start coming around. I actually watched some of their game Friday night against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Clemson's not that good. They, they can't score. And that shocks me because that quarterback last year came in to play against Notre Dame when and he, Tore it he looked up. phenomenal. I'm yeah. thinking, I don't know, this kid might be better than Trevor, but uh, <laughs> I don't think he is. No, uh, they, I, they got shut out by Georgia. Of course, Georgia's yeah. shutting everyone out. Yeah, um, They got beat by Georgia Tech as well, and they yeah. couldn't score points. Um, Kenny Pickett for Pittsburgh has thrown 21 touchdowns in six games this year. One pick. And only one interception? Yeah. I think I'm going to pick Pittsburgh in this one. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt's do. I mean, for the ACC, it'd probably be a good deal, actually. Yeah. I mean, but uh, it's not. Clemson's not a great team this year. No. Um, UTSA, Texas San Antonio, who's 7-0, and is ranked. They beat Illinois earlier in the year. Right. Traveling to Louisiana Tech. Is uh, Illinois their best win? I mean, I don't even know I who they play. I assume so. I mean, they're 7-0. and Yeah. Um, they played Lamar. They did win at Memphis. Okay, that's a pretty good. They win. won at Western Kentucky, which I saw play IU. It's thirty three thirty one. Yeah, they beat Western Kentucky fifty two forty six. Beat Memphis by three. Okay, I'm not sure how good Memphis is this year. Memphis is. I think Memphis might be halfway decent, and now they're four and three and seventh in the America. But still, it's a pretty good road win. Three pretty good road wins. Yeah, I'm going with uh, UTSA. I completely agree. Louisiana Tech is two and four. They used to be really good. Yeah. A former, like, great rival here. USC traveling to Notre Dame this weekend. You know, you know, it's funny when they call that a rivalry. When I think of a rivalry game, it's when the two fan bases just hate yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, Purdue, Indiana, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State. Um, um, you name it. Uh, Auburn, Alabama. Illinois, but, uh, Missouri. Illinois, Missouri. But these fan bases don't even know each other. Mm. But uh, you're right. It was must-see TV for years. It was fun during the Bush liner. Yeah. Yeah. Years. So uh, I'm, I'm saying Notre Dame. I USC's just had a, a, t- a tough year. Yeah, they're 3-3. Three and three. Clay Helton's no longer there. I, for some reason, still think Urban Meyer ends up there well, one way or another. Um, Notre Dame's only seven-point favorites. Thought they'd be a little more, but I think the Irish win pretty handily. Yeah. Um, one of the more disappointing teams in college football, the Miami Hurricanes, are two and four. Uh, they are hosting the number eighteen NC State Wildcats. Is it the Wildcats? I think it's the Wolfpack. Wolfpack screwed that up. Yeah, that's all right. Because uh, always makes me think of that movie. Uh, no, I can't even think of the name. Of the, <laughs> the four guys in Vegas. That, uh, oh yes, yeah, the uh, the Hangover. <laughs> hangover. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the Wolfpack. Yeah, the Wolfpack. I can't believe I screwed up there. Eric uh, King's out. Right? Is he? Yeah. Uh, he, they were supposed to be good this year. They were ranked in the top I know. 15 or so. They started out playing Alabama, and that's um, never a good time. That, that never helps, does it? Yeah. Um, sticking with college sports anyway, going to do a little word association. I say a person or team or whatever, and you give me the first thing you think of. Oh, wow. Um, this is all like 90s and early 2000s Purdue players. I think I have seven basketball Eight football. First guys, Conzo Martin. First thing you think of? Uh, uh, winner. 
He was mm-hmm. he was a, he was a guy who made uh, zero three pointers his first two years and became a good shooter and actually had a cup of coffee in the NBA and uh, obviously Purdue needed him with Glenn Robinson and not much else and Conzo uh, sure. became a good he was he just seemed like a winner. I tell you what, I can't stand him now. I know you don't. Hell no, I cannot beat him for some reason. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the year they should. Of course, last year was the year they should have beat him too, yeah. but this year should be the year. Number yeah. two, Glenn Robinson. Uh, he he remains the best basketball player mm-hmm. I've ever seen at Purdue. You know, and you can say anywhere, but rarely does anybody average 30 and 10. Right. And he did that. I mean, that's like Kevin Durant yeah. at Texas, and he did a couple years too. He did, and uh, he, he went up – beat Michigan to win the Big Ten title, and they had Howard and Rose and all mm. those. It was the year after Weber, but he was on his own. You know, Conzo was okay, but, uh, yeah, he was a stud. Brad Miller. Uh, probably the most underappreciated Purdue player yeah. of my lifetime. He ended up being a two-time NBA All-Star. Um, he, he was kind of a hack, but, I mean, he could. He grew up bringing the ball up the floor. He was a guard, and then he grew eight inches his freshman year. <laughs> And the Purdue crowd never liked him because he had all these whiny facial expressions uh. and stuff. But I, I remember Katie, when they got against the press, they could give it to him man-to-man press, and he, he could bring it up on their center, yeah. even though they didn't have a good point guard. So uh, he, he went to three sweet 16s. I mean, he was a – yeah, he was a good player. You just don't, don't ever think of him. Brian Cardinal. Yeah, he was, you know, hated by the rest <laughs> of the league. His, uh, wasn't his dad like the uh, trainer at uh, Illinois? He, he dreamed of going to Illinois, and then he ended up going undefeated against Illinois. Of course he did. 9-0 and in his four years. Was that during the whole, um, was it Deion Thomas scandal at Illinois? Did that kind of hinder? <laughs> I, I think it was. Uh, was it after that? Lou, Lou Henson actually uh, was, was nearing the end at that time, but, mm. you know, his, his his dad was the trainer. He, he wanted to play there. It's just, yeah, he wasn't offered, and he yeah. became, you know. That hey, happens. He played so the NBA much, eleven too. years. Yeah. I mean, he's long time. Yeah, Willie Dean. <laughs> he was explosive. He led the Big Ten in scoring. He uh, never met a shot he didn't like. But <laughs> he he was a little bit like Carson Edwards. I was going to say kind of like Carson. Yeah. Edwards. Kenny Lowe, uh, great defender, nice guy. We uh, when Tanner was little, we'd go to the uh, Gene Cady Basketball School, and Kenny Lowe was always the nicest kid out there. So. Um, final basketball one, Carl Landry. He's, uh, uh, undervalued. He was, he played on uh, a terrible Purdue team, team and then he luckily got a knee injury his fourth game of his senior year. Him and David Teague both sit out and then they came back and <clears throat> Matt Painter got him to the, uh, second round of the NCAA tournament. So I always think of those two guys as bringing the, the program back mm-hmm. kind of. But Landry was really good. He was a good, and he played in the NBA for what eight to ten years. I or think so? he scored nine thousand points in mm-hmm. the NBA. So, what did he make an All Star team too? He did not. Okay, but he he was a nice player. Mm-hmm. Moving on to football, Jeff Zagania. Uh, you know, know he played seventeen years in the NFL. He was a Dolphin. That's the only reason why I put him on the list. Yeah, he was he was a good defensive tackle. Mike Allstock. He, he's uh, my he's obviously the best running back in my lifetime at Purdue, and they had nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I remember he had a uh, 270 yards on IU middle of the third quarter, and the school record was 280 some, and uh, they took him out because they were up so big. But yeah, I'll stop. He was a beast. <laughs> Matt Light, um, you know he he blocked for Breeze and stuff. Mm-hmm. And probably the best lineman Purdue's ever had. I don't know a lot about linemen, but don't either. He's been lucky. He played with Breeze in college, and Brady in the pros. Mm-hmm. Vinny Sutherland. I still see him around. He's uh, nothing but a troublemaker on campus over these. <laughs> he had, I think, he had two NFL catches with the San Francisco oh. 49ers. But he was white lightning. He they had the bubble screen, and he'd just catch that thing. And you know, he's one of those kids you you play with in the playground in third and fourth grade that didn't have a brain in his head. He'd run straight into you. That was Vinny Sutherland. Roosevelt Colvin. Yeah, he was. He's maybe the the, the best defensive lineman, and then he ended up becoming a linebacker in the pros yeah. and. He was yeah. kind of that three-four outside linebacker, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he and his daughter now is uh, key on the volleyball team, and his son is now ranked 80th. And Purdue signed him or oh. uh, committed him. He's a, going to be a junior in high school, and he's uh, he wasn't even in the top 50. Now he's number 80, and they think he's uh, 
Yeah, he was even offered to go into that one money league now that they got high school kids. Oh, but obviously yeah. they don't need the money because Roosevelt played in the right. NFL. What, for what is that? The overtime? Is that the overtime yeah. league or something like that? They recruited him already as uh, just coming out of a sophomore mm. year. But John Standiford. Yeah, he was sufficient. He mm-hmm. got a taste of cop, uh, taste of uh, NFL action too. Still, uh, yeah, he was a good player. Stu Schweigert. Yeah, he was uh, uh, all-time leading interception guy until mm-hmm. uh, Ricardo Allen came along. But he was a big get for them. He had won the hundred meter state championship in Michigan over Charlie Rogers, who went to Michigan oh, State, yeah. became number two pick for yeah. the Lions. Uh, but he, he he never became an NFL star. Made it to the Raiders for four or five years. Last one here, Taylor Stubblefield. Uh, yeah, he's a Penn State's receiver coach. Now. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he uh, he had one of my most memorable plays at Purdue. He caught a ninety-seven yard touchdown from Kyle Orton at Notre mm-hmm. Dame Stadium uh, last night. Purdue won at Notre Dame. <laughs> it's been a lifetime ago, but yeah, those are good memories. Those you, you could have named a lot worse athletes than the ones you just named. <laughs> I've been through uh, Chris, uh, Andrew Ford and Chris Hardish. And uh, I've never heard of those guys. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I could name you a bunch that played for Hazel, too. Word Association is brought to you by the um, Rhett Lee Attorney at Law. That's all I got for you. I couldn't find the reads that Tanner had for them, so I apologize. But if you have, uh, if, if, if you have some issues, go contact Rhett Lee Attorney at Law. Yep. Moving on to On This Day. On this day in 1924, Harold Red Grange's finest college football game where he had four long touchdown runs. The Galloping Ghost. The Galloping Ghost. Yes. The Iceman from Wheaton, Illinois, too. Is his, that was his other nickname? Yeah. Never heard that one. Um, Let's see. On this day in... Not a whole lot of good ones. Um, have a bunch of um, Olympics. Really? In October. Well, Mexico City Olympics in 68 was in October. Yep, then that's the that's yeah. the Olympics. Um, 1974, Chicago Bull Nate Thurman becomes the first NBA player to complete a quadruple double. He had 22 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, and 12 blocks. That's a good game. That's a pretty good game. Yeah. He's from Bowling Green. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of Bowling Green. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1992, the first non-American team to win a baseball World Series game as the Blue Jays beat the Atlanta Braves five to four. Is that the year before uh, Joe Hunter hit one off Mitch Williams? Yeah, yeah. Not Joe Hunter. Uh, Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Two ex Cubs, by the way, Mitch yep. and Joe. <laughs> yeah, wild thing. Yeah. And who'd they trade Joe Carter for? Uh, they got Sutcliffe, didn't they? Wasn't it Mel Hall? Uh, and yeah, Joe Carter yeah, for to uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah, it was actually a great trade at the time. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Carter became a very good I mean, player. Sutcliffe ended up winning the Cy Young in he '84, did. didn't he? Sixteen and one. Two thousand nine. Tom Brady throws five second quarter touchdowns against the Tennessee Titans, which was an NFL record for one quarter. If I remember correctly, in that game, it was snowing like mad mm-hmm. in October. Um, it was like fifty nine to nothing. Yeah, fifty nine nothing in the snow. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a terrible one. On this day in 2012, Tigers beat the Yankees uh, in the ALCS to uh, win the series. They swept the Yankees that year, and then they ended up getting swept by uh, the San Francisco Giants. Oh, yeah. On this day in 2013 in the NLCS, the Cardinals beat the Dodgers four games to two, and the Cardinals end up losing to uh, the Boston Red Sox, I think, in six games. But that's going to do it for uh, On This Day. All right. Which is brought to you by, let me find it here, Performer Print House. For all your printing needs, go to Proformer, Proforma Print House. There we go. Okay. That's all I got for uh, on this day. Moving on to the NFL, uh, do you have three winners and three losers? I do. I wrote those down. If uh, Now i got to see what I wrote down. Uh, you want to start with the winners? Yes. My first one's kind of odd, um, but I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and not just because the, they beat the Bears. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he made some fans of uh, <laughs> the hip hop crowd and stuff just yeah. by uh, what he did uh, to the uh, Chicago faithful. Uh-huh. It might be the last time he plays at Soldier Field hey. as a Packer. And Goes I think out. he wanted to let him know. <laughs> I've always owned you. I mean, he wasn't wrong. No, when you're 21 and f- 22 and 5 now. Yeah. But he, uh, one of the reasons I said that is now Green Bay is done with four road games. They played four road Man. games in their first six. And, uh, but you know, so is Arizona. And which they're is six and zero. Oh, yeah. They're six and zero. Oh. So, 
because uh, you know to me Green Bay is really kind of an average team with two great mm-hmm. players. Yeah, Devontae uh, Adams. But uh, they've already won that division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Lions are out of it. <laughs> well, the Bears are three and three, and the Vikings are three Vikings and three. But neither three. one of them no. even start they, to scare you. They won't beat Green Bay at all. No. Uh, one of my winners is the Arizona Cardinals, six and zero, oh, going into Cleveland and blowing them out. Um, I didn't know they'd played four road games already. I think they're the class of the NFC at this point. They they really are, and they were one of mine too. The only uh, really bad game they played, uh, Minnesota had a shot to beat them, mm-hmm. and the kid missed the thirty-seven yep. yarder. Yeah, uh, and they weren't real impressive against um, who was it, San Francisco a week or two ago. Yeah, um, but uh, they also proved they can win ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can, which is huge because yeah. they put up a ton of points, and you just think they're going to outscore people. But the fact that they can win ugly. I mean, they have a great defense. Their defense is forcing turnovers. Chandler Jones might be the best pass rusher in the NFL. No one even talk, talks about him. He didn't even play yesterday. Uh, he didn't even play yesterday? No, well, he had COVID. Um, they still have J.J. Watt. Um, yeah, who, who made an him. impact yesterday. Yeah. He put Baker's shoulder back in the – That's right. <laughs> That's right. Back out of socket, so to speak. Uh, who's your other winner? My third winner was uh, actually Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um They've been winning by the skin of their teeth all year. And, uh, I mean, I could go into that Colts game Monday. That, oh, yes. Uh, I thought Frank Reich. <laughs> I mean, the, the Baltimore couldn't stop the Colts. And they got down around the 20 with four minutes to go, and they ran it three times, went to kick a field goal, and they got it blocked. Mm. And then uh, Baltimore school's too quick, and, and Colts come right back down there and have like a 45-yarder, and he missed it. And then once Lamar got the ball in overtime, he knew it was over. I mean, he just ate the uh, Colts up the last quarter and a half. He got hot. I think he had it three incompletions in the second half in overtime. And they probably dropped him. <laughs> they probably did. Um, <laughs> he's he's turned into a really good he passing has, quarterback, too. He's uh, he's the most electric player I, I may mm-hmm. have ever seen. He's, he's who people thought Michael Vick was, yeah. and he's so much better than Vick ever was. Yeah, and – he seems to be a humble kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's hard not to like Lamar Jackson. And, yeah. But, uh, my gosh, he just he reminds me. The only thing I can remember is when Reggie Bush was playing college. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be just so much better than everybody. That's kind of what Lamar feels like. Sure. I, don't, I don't know how you stop him. How do you replicate that in practice? You you don't. Yeah. I mean, I remember last time or the only time the Dolphins have faced Lamar Jackson had to happen to be uh, Brian Flores' first game. And they won fifty nine nothing, I think. And Lamar threw five touchdowns. I think he did it in the first half, and yeah. he ran for one. Yeah, so it's like how how do you stop him? There's yeah. there's nothing you can do to stop him. I mean, they uh, lost. Uh, Who did they lose to? It was Week One, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't. I I try to think who they lost to too. They they beat the Lions on a sixty six yard yeah. field goal. Uh, they beat the Chiefs in Week Two. I down remember. eleven, and they came back and won. The Colts they were down nineteen, came yeah. back and won. I They're mean, uh. It might end up catching up with them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they keep winning now. Yeah. Uh, one of my winners, Minnesota Vikings, just to get to 3-3 three and three going on the road to Carolina, who's now dropped, I think, three in a row. Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold's not good no. for Carolina. They're missing Christian McCaffrey, too. They really do. Um, but the Vikings, to get back to 3-3, three and three, get back to 500, um, with that extra playoff spot, that could be huge for them having a road win. The only thing you know for sure in the NFL is the Vikings game is going to come to the last yep. second. <laughs> they, they've won a couple and they've lost a couple. I they mean, consistently play super close games because they're not good enough to blow anyone they're not. out. I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine and I I said, "What do you think of Kirk Cousins? I mean, he puts up great numbers. Mm-hmm. He brings his team back two or three times a year, but he's not the guy you want." No. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's, He's a very it's strange good average quarterback. He uh, he he puts up numbers like these elite guys yeah. do. He just for whatever reason they can't find a way to win a bunch of games with him. He'll he'll get them. He's a good enough quarterback to get a team to the playoffs. But you know he's not going to win a Super Bowl. I know. When he was at Michigan State, I had no thoughts that he'd ever even play no. in the NFL. Yeah. You know, so uh, there's a couple Michigan State guys that ended up doing that where you thought no shot. Brian Hoyer's played yeah. for 14 years now or something. Uh, like was that. that Slayton or whatever was on the uh, Cardinals the backup forever? Slater? Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Connor Cook was god-awful, and he played for he the was, Raiders. He was supposed to be the best one out of the yeah. bunch, too, and he wasn't. Yeah, you're right. Michigan State somehow had yeah. NFL quarterbacks. They've probably have been consistently the team in the Big Ten that's produced the most here within the past 15 years or so. Until Ohio State in the last five or yeah, six. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is, but besides, well, Dwayne Haskins was a first-round pick. Forgot about him. And then uh, Cardell Jones. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't come there probably, to play school. Probably the best one was that Miller kid, Braxton Miller, and yeah. he never even touched the NFL. 
Yeah, he uh, he was wide receiver. Yeah, NFL. well, that's true. He did touch it, just um, not in the way he wanted. Three to losers. Um, you're not gonna be happy, but I have the Miami Dolphins. They are maybe the worst team in the NFL. Um, <laughs> they, I don't know about that. <laughs> they're that, not playing well. Whatever luck they had last year has completely turned around to the point where they're losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, on national television too for that. Yeah, <laughs> at that. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, one of the more brutal. It, the worst part was when that kick went through to win the game. I didn't care. That was that was the worst part of it because if they would have won, it would have been the most unenjoyable game of win I'm of sure. my lifetime. And it looked like in the first half they were totally in control. It, they were, and then they just let Jacksonville hang around. Yeah. They scored late, and then they hit that miracle field goal <laughs> half that curved around and. Man, yeah, Dolphins that's when you awful. know it's not your day. Yep. It's ten, even the announcer <laughs> said, oh, he missed it. Oh, wait a minute. There was no way that was going in. It just had to curve yeah. around. It, it barely it barely got in, too. By the way, NFL, how lucky have they been the last two weeks? They've had two, quote, unquote, fairly nondescript games on Sunday morning, but mm-hmm. people watch. Yeah. And they ended up getting to showcase the number one draft pick this week, mm-hmm. the number two draft pick the week before. Miami and Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. neither one of them come in with a lot of fallout and they both got more eyeballs than they normally would. Yeah. And the NFL got eyeballs and they didn't waste the uh, quote unquote America's team or right. The Kansas city chiefs mm-hmm. or anything like that. So. They, they always put the Thursday night football game teams that usually you see on Thursday night, mm-hmm. like the Jaguars yeah. and those kind of matchups. And they put them in London, usually pretty good games, <laughs> in London <laughs> in London. Um, Tanner's not going to be happy, but the Denver Broncos. That's my second one. <laughs> losing, <laughs> losing a, they really got blown out they too. Did. They were down seventeen at one point, losing a home game yeah. to a team that had a coach resign in disgrace on yeah. Tuesday. Absolutely. Um, cred, I mean, credit to the Raiders and Derek Carr for keeping the yeah. keeping the squad together. And then they went into Denver, a game really Denver needed to win that one. Oh, at gosh. home, they're favored by I think they were favored by six. Yeah. Um, they're a loser. Denver and Carolina were both three and oh three weeks yeah. ago. Now they wow. both look like they may go three and fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh the Chicago Bears are one of my losers. I know it's early yeah. in Justin Fields uh time there, but uh, you gotta beat the Packers eventually at home, especially at home. Yeah. Um you knew they probably weren't going to, but you need a little better showing than what they ended up. And I had the Washington Redskins and I, I have this as a surprise for you. You know, Washington's defense all year long. Yeah. The only thing they've given up the most points in football. That doesn't surprise me because I had them in fantasy and I dropped them a long time, <laughs> three weeks ago. They've given up 188 points in six games. That, Man, I mean, that's, uh, that's Purdue-like. That's 32 points a game. They, they were supposed to have the best unit in the NFL, I know. too. I know. And the Haneke guy, he's he's, he's not, okay. He's okay, but um, they weren't going to win with Ryan Fitzgerald. I mean, no. not, not Fitzpatrick. I mean, not if their defense is giving up 32 right. points. Um. Yeah, so we're going to go through and pick some games here real quick in confidence. For the third straight week, Tanner's not even here for me to to uh, rub this in, but uh, third straight week, I've won the pick'em. And for the four of uh, the first six weeks, I've won the pick'em. Yeah, he's an um, embarrassment to the uh, lead He's name. He's an embarrassment to the lead lineage. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Starting with Thursday night, we have Denver at Cleveland. Denver at Cleveland. I have Cleveland for five, even though they're beat up beyond recognition right now. I have Cleveland for seven. Um, Cleveland has to start winning. Oh, boy. They, they've been sort of a disappointment. I mean, they've played three really good football teams that they've lost to. I know. Uh, but they have to win this one at home. Well, p- particularly coming off a of stomping. You know, the yeah. first two losses that was, were it was, it was embarrassing. E- either or, the Chargers mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. But this one was embarrassing. Yep. Number two, we have Atlanta at Miami. I've got the Dolphins for two. I keep picking the Dolphins, and I'm doing it again this week. They have to win eventually. I think they're too good of a team to continue to lose. I think they're better than Atlanta. But at the same time, I mean, they've, they just continue to lose. So it's hard to pick pick them, but I'm picking the Dolphins for one. Yeah. Um, Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. I don't have these the same. Oh, I have uh, Green Bay for 11. There's only 13 this week, right? Yes, we have um, six buys. We have yeah. Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Chargers, um, Jacksonville. How are they going to start all the morning shows about Dallas next week if they don't play? I don't, I don't know. The ratings are going to tank. Uh, you might as well just have like a black screen like they did. Didn't they used to do that back in the day at like midnight? Yeah. TV would yeah. shut off. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. You actually had to go physically turn the TV off. Uh-huh. Too. Yeah, Not anymore. Now I can just talk into my remote and uh, it works well. Yeah. 
I'm, I've got to Green Bay for 11. I have Green Bay for 11 as well. Kansas City at Tennessee. Kansas City is uh, struggling a little bit, especially Patrick Mahomes. He's thrown eight interceptions. Yeah, yeah. I've got Kansas City for seven. Did you notice uh, Patrick's mom was saying, hey, not all interceptions are always the quarterback's fault? No. It's just, I, don't, I don't like that family. And and his brother yeah. got caught dancing on Sean Taylor's yeah. number 21. He did, it, I, I think it's purely an accident. And I'm sure it was, but, but at uh, the same time, have a little bit of awareness <laughs> of what's going on around you. That was, yeah. that was just colossally stupid. Yeah, that's, uh, he's, that's uh, not he's, good. He's, he's a TikTok star, and he... Oh, really? Has, yeah, so he all he does is dance, though. He has millions of followers on TikTok, and... He dances at every NFL state. He goes to every single game, dances at every NFL stadium, and he's turned into a major distraction for the Kansas City Chiefs. Somebody needs to say, Patrick, just have your brother stay home this week. Yeah, let's not do that this week. I actually have the Tennessee Titans winning. Um, really? Yeah, at home. I have it for two confidence points. I have Tennessee winning tonight against Buffalo as do well. You? you know, they beat um, Buffalo by 20 some last year. Yeah, time. killed them. I, I remember that. It was a Tuesday night game. Yeah, if I just, remember correctly. just murdered them. And we have the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. I got the Patriots for eight. I also have the Patriots for eight. Um, New England lost a heartbreaker. 0-4 at um, home. That's crazy. And if they're at home again this week, that'll be five of their first seven. They're going to have to go on the road a bunch. But I don't yeah, know they're done. Yeah. I mean, they're 2-4. They're, yeah. not, they're not winning the division. No one besides Buffalo. But they play the Tampa Bay and Dallas, two of the best yeah. teams. Right to the wire. I yeah. mean, they're kind of good. I, it's interesting. I think Mac Jones is going to be very good quarterback. He's super accurate. Um, yeah. I don't really have a comparison for him because he's just one of those accurate kind of quarterbacks. Doesn't have a strong very arm, smart. not mobile whatsoever. But he's just he, he's a winner. He I mean, reminds me of uh, Bob Greasy from the early seventies, <laughs> <laughs> Bring, bringing that style yeah. of quarterback yeah. play back. Yeah, uh, Carolina at the New York Giants. I have New England for eight as well. I don't okay. know if I said that. Carolina at New York Giants. I got Carolina for one, but I think they're both terrible. <laughs> I do too. Carolina won those first three games. I uh, know. They've kind of awoken. The Giants, um, though, uh, all three of their receivers, they're starting to, to both their tackles, their running back are all out. I mean, they're just yeah. – and uh, I thought Daniel Jones played fine the first five games. He played awful yesterday. I mean, it's, it's a – and the coach kept running a quarterback sneak when he just came off a concussion. Man. I mean, my God. Yeah, I don't know if Joe Judge lasts there much longer. Yeah, um, the Giants are disarray. And, and this is are. the only game they have a chance to win because after that, it's Tampa Bay. Oh, and man. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys and the Rams the last two weeks, they got Tampa Bay next week and somebody else is good the next week. So, Yeah, they're not very good. No, they got two. I almost feel bad for Daniel Jones. I do. I like him, but – uh he he had only had two uh, turnovers in the first five games, and one was a hail mary, and then yesterday he had four. So I can't, yeah. you know, yeah. it came back. Yeah. I have Carolina for five. Okay, uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Cincinnati four and two. They keep on winning. I know. I've got Baltimore though. They're kind of in a groove right now. I've got Baltimore for nine. I have Baltimore for nine as well. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of on the same wavelength yeah. here. Uh, yeah, I just think. Um, man, if, if Cincinnati wins this, I think people will really start I mean, to believe absolutely. in Absolutely. And they had the Packers, you know, they, yeah. they had two kicks to win it. Should have beaten the Packers. Their yeah. kicker thought he made the field goal in overtime yeah. and it hooked. Yeah. Um, the, the anti Jacksonville, uh, kick yeah. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have Baltimore for nine, uh, Philadelphia at the Vegas Raiders. I got the Vegas Raiders for six. I have the Vegas Raiders for six as well. Yeah. Uh, Man, this I, I could see Vegas losing this one though. It's just they're up and down. I, I mean, they won those first three, then they lose two, and then they bounce back. But I just I don't know if I'm a true believer in them. Derek Carr might be the most underrated player in the league. He's, I mean, he's, he's pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah, he's pretty you good. Can win with him. Yep. Uh, Detroit Lions, maybe the worst team in the NFL, travel to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Uh, I got the Rams for thirteen. I have the Rams for twelve. Um, it's going to be a whoop. I, I hope Jared Goff plays well. Although I see Dan Campbell called him out of all his really? play this week. He says Goff's got to play better. And I'm like, man, you know, Detroit. The first five games, you, they were in like three or four mm -hmm. of them till the bitter end. But yesterday, you wonder yep. if they can come back after getting <laughs> shellacked. The um, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to want to oh, put up sixteen. He's put up a lot of points. And Goff is too, but. And he, he's not got it. Stafford says playing the Lions is just like another game. It's not. No. He, he can continue to say that, but it's going to mean a heck of a lot more than it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, than he's saying it does. Um, got an interesting stat on Stafford if we have time at the end. But, oh, uh, you can say it right now. We have time. Well, there's a thing called, I just saw it on, when I was looking at QBRs today, it's called PAA. 
Hmm. And it's how much quarterback plays above the level of the average quarterback. Interesting. It's kind of like a war for yeah. baseball. Yeah. There's seven guys that are above a seven. Stafford's at 18 and a half. Wow. Mahomes, 17, six. Allen, 15, one. Brady, 14, five. Lamar's 13. Herbert's 12, nine. And Kyler's 12, seven. They're in another one until you get to seven. Wow. And then that's David Carr, Dak, and Aaron Rodgers are on that six, huh. seven. On the meantime, Goff is minus 19. <laughs> Zach Wilson's minus 18. Oh, boy. And Justin Fields is minus 17.8. Man, I'd, I'd never heard that stat. Is, is I hadn't like either. But ESPN then, stat or? Yeah, if you look under uh, stats and then you look under QBR and they have all these different mm. things that establish oh, Okay. It. So I'm thinking, but you think about the guys that you'd want, those seven. Of course, you'd also want Dak and Rodgers. Mm. But uh, you can't, I mean, all seven of them are having great years. Yeah. And they're just right around league yeah. average or so? Yeah, league average would be zero. Oh, it's, it's zero, okay. These other guys are all above 12, and then there's you go clear down to seven to get to the other. Huh. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Um, I mean, Stafford's been putting on a show. Yeah. I have Cooper Cup on my fantasy team, and he's been, oh my tear- gosh. He's been tearing it up. Yeah. Yeah. Houston at Arizona. Yeah, I got Arizona at 12. I have Arizona for 13. Houston's um, bad. They're, I mean, the They're Lions bad. are bad, but I think Houston's worse. Yeah. I mean, they won that first game against Jacksonville, but I don't see them winning another one. No. You know, the Colts had to be disappointed to only be up a touchdown yesterday at half. You yeah. had to be sweating bullets. But <laughs> David Davis Mills, I mean, he's – he's, he's a, yeah, yeah, he's just a fill-in. Bears at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I got Tampa for 10. I have Tampa for 10. I think they uh, blow them out. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts travel to San Francisco. My heart wants the Colts, but I got San Francisco for three. You don't know who's going to play quarterback for them. No, uh, they said Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to practice this week. Yeah. Trey Lance did not look good in his one start. No, um, he reminds me a lot of Kaepernick. The build, yeah, the speed. Bit, yeah, um, I actually have the Colts for three. This will actually be the J Man's book of prediction. Of the wig screwed that up, uh, but I, I have the Colts winning that one. Um, I think Colts are starting to hit their stride a little bit as well. I mean, they they beat a bad Dolphins team and then a bad Houston team. Yeah. Um, but they were right there with Baltimore, and it was nice to, for them to bounce back yeah. after that uh, heartbreaking loss. But Jim Mann's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Before we go any further, this episode is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. It's a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer. Built on 25 years of tour experience, featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find them at circle15golf.com. We have our final game here the New Orleans Saints at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going New Orleans just because I think Jameis is better than Geno. I agree. Um, but, I got for four. But I'm taking the Seahawks for four. Um, yeah. I think Jameis is quite a bit better, but uh, something about the 12th man, although it hasn't been all that no. friendly uh, to them. Seattle got, they got tough yesterday in the second half. They just started running the ball down Pittsburgh's throat. So yeah. Who knows? Uh, that's going to do it for our pick em. Uh NBA starts this week. I don't know if we have a whole lot of time to talk NBA because we only have three minutes left. But hit me with that trivia question before we go. Okay. Um, yeah, my question was, who has the most strikeouts in postseason history by the pitcher? What pitcher? He's pitched in our lifetime. Yep. Is he still playing? I can't imagine he's still pitching. Well, you have a three-stroke lead. I can't really give you. I know uh, you can't yeah. give me a hint. I don't deserve a hint. Um, in our Roger Clemens, that is incorrect. <sighs> it's kind of a shocker, and why I use this. Clayton Kershaw, really, two hundred and four strikeouts Man. in his career. He's also got thirteen wins, which is the fifth most in postseason history. But you got to think the Dodgers have played a lot, a of a lot of playoff games. So some of these guys that, like Bob Gibson, you know, mm-hmm. it was just World Series and nothing. Um. I also thought it was interesting that the pitcher that has the lowest ERA uh, with more than 40 innings pitched in, in postseason history is that Jansen that's the reliever oh, for the Kendall Dodgers. Oh, Jansen? Of course, he gave up a run on his one pitch yeah, last yeah. night. It didn't count to him. Did did they call that an error? No, they <clears throat> called it a hit. Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a rocket. Yeah. yeah Kit, Kenley Jansen's been great in the postseason. Mo Rivera had an ERA of barely above one. Yeah. 
Um, John Lester has a great postseason ERA. Remember Madison Bumgarner's postseason oh back gosh, in yes. 2014? It seemed like he was pitching every single game. Well, I don't even – I can't remember my years, but Oral Hershiser had one like that oh, for the Dodgers that? too. 88? Yeah, before you guys were born. Yeah, um, yeah. Rivera's got forty-eight saves. Mm-hmm. He he's but, pitched like a full season's worth yeah. of games in the postseason. Well, uh, the second most is Jansen with eighteen. Really? Yeah. And he has. And then what'd you say? Forty-eight. Yeah. And then you also think Derek Jeter had two hundred hits in the postseason. That's full season. It he is had, what six hundred fifty plate appearance. One hundred fifty-eight games. So yeah, that's, that's that's like having a great year. Yeah. Man, doing it when it counts. Mister so. November. Yeah. Um, Thanks for joining me tonight there, Big E. Well, uh, good luck in Rockport, Illinois. Yeah, Rockport, Illinois. I'm excited uh, moving there uh, this weekend. Yeah. Tanner and I will be back next Monday in a different sort of setup. Be sure to turn in to Corey and Schultz next. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll be back at it next Monday.